All right. Welcome once again to another episode of the Marvin's Minority Report podcast. And I've got a good friend with me. Um, pretty much, I've known this guy for for quite some time. Um, I want to introduce to you Jesus Martinez, aka Jesus. That's what I call him. Um, so let's give a drum roll for Jesus Martinez. Hey. Yes, sir. How are you? How's everything? You know, Welcome to the podcast, man. You know, I, I appreciate you having me on. I uh, was really excited. I, I got my dates mixed up for a reason, and uh, I thought that we were doing it two weeks ago. Um, and then when um, I was like, wait, you know, it's today. I got to be home. I got I got this podcast to record. And then uh, I looked through the emails, and it turns out that, you know, it, it it was just the wrong day. And I was like, oh, man, like, <laughs> I'm all over the place. But uh, nah, no nah, worries, man. Know, it's 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 all good. It's all good. Definitely no no issues with that. Um, I know I wanted to kind of just um, kind of just get my guests back to back because I know December is coming up. And I for those who are going to be listening to the podcast, it's now um uh november 18th and thanksgiving is next week so a lot of people are kind of you know putting on their calendar hey i'm gonna be out got this plan got this so i i wanted to do my guests um back to back and kind of just have everything wrapped up before the year because after thanksgiving um a week after that it's first week of december basically right so yeah um yeah. so but yeah uh Jesus um we've we go back man we definitely man. do we we yes, go we back do. uh I want to say shit I was looking at my LinkedIn profile and looking at the the company where we both met at Right. um shit that was a long time ago man to be honest it sure was i i yeah. actually uh something came up on my uh one drive the other day and it was a picture of me uh in one of the offices i think we were doing some re-imaging and you know i got i got my nice uh shirt and i got the tie you know i wanted to look proper for the, <laughs> for the when yeah. we were doing the, the job and um yeah it was just you know one of those like throwbacks and i was like man like it's it's been a minute man and you know we've definitely collabed and a lot of stuff uh you know we've exactly. stayed in touch throughout the year so uh yeah we definitely go way back yeah that that's how that's how i am as a person like if i come across you know good people i'll I'll definitely kind of just stay in touch and basically say hey um Hey, if you got a weekend free and you want to make some extra dough, hey, I got this project going on. You know, we need if we need some extra people, if anybody's available. That that's just the the type of person I am. Um, but let's get into who you are. Give us a little insight um, into your background, uh, who you are, and how'd you get into IT. Yeah, so. Um, I've always been the, um, the, the tinker, right. Um, uh, for a while, I'm the oldest of three. Uh, so, you know, for the first, what was it like nine years, 
um, uh-huh. which is me, right? And then I would just, I was always curious to see how things operate. Um, all my, you know, con- remote control cars or anything that had moving pieces or just something internal, um, I would always open it up, you know, and trying to see how things work. Uh, when I got my first computer, you know, it was just all command line. Um, and it was, it was just, it just drew me in. And ever since, I've just been so passionate about um, technology. You know, um, as as much as I love technology, I do have to say, and a lot of people <laughs> might not agree with this, but um, I, I, I am an Apple person. I mean, as far as like the uh, computers, you know, um, my uh, build desktop is, is a PC, right? But um, everything else, I just love the ecosystem. Um, my home now is um, almost completely smart. I have, you know, locks, uh, cameras, uh, lights, um, TVs, everything is, is an Apple system. I control literally everything from my phone, right? So um, I, I nice. love that. Uh, I love that I can be able to do that. You know, uh, the other day um, we had to, we weren't, we, me and my wife were both out and we needed to um, take the dog out, you know? So uh, we called one of my friends. She was able to come and take her out, but, you know, I could turn off the alarm. I could um, unlock doors, uh, let them in once they leave, you know, re-engage all of that. And I just love the the beauty of that. And, you know, that was a pretty big uh, explanation of who I am. But, you know, um, yeah, technology for sure. IT has always been my passion, honestly. Definitely. I mean, I'm not, I don't hate Max either i mean in the earlier days max were not very um i want to say corporate friendly um just a lot of things wouldn't work in a corporate environment but definitely um max have come a long way um i i have a mac to be honest i i do use an iphone it's it's pretty configuration is easy you know simple uh no not much hard work but the fact that we've gotten to the point where I think our most valuable assets on on everybody right now is is their smartphone. Um, yes. I know I've seen people who left their AirPods on the train, but they won't leave their iPhones on the train. They'll, <laughs> they'll run back and and fight to open the doors just to get their iPhone, but oh, they'll yeah. leave their AirPods on the on the train. Right, but. You know that that's that's one of the good things about technology. We've gotten to the point where we value it so much, and you know, there's nothing we'll do. There's nothing that will stop us um, from either buying the latest tech or the latest gadget. Right. But but that's the journey. That's that's what we love. Um, it's getting better. Um, my place right now is kind of semi semi-smart um i have a lot of automations i use um google i use um not google i use uh siri and then i use alexa for certain things so um i look at it like this if i'm gonna give somebody my data let it be you know companies that i trust type of thing okay you know um but definitely the goal is i want to say Next year, 
my plans right now is to kind of put the down payment on the land from my house. Okay. That, that's what I'm putting out there in the universe. Um, where, where I tell people where I want to live, they'll, they'll say, why there? But if right. you think about it, because um, where I want to live is, is pretty much Alaska. Now, okay. if you think about it, Alaska is the ideal place where you could save a lot of money. Right. Land is cheap, super cheap. Mm. You have all seasons and you have a lot of resources. So that's what I want to do. Definitely by next year is just put that down payment on the land. Then nice. I'll start figuring out how to put the house together. And, you know, when I walk up to my doorway, it just opens up automatically. It recognizes who, who I am <laughs> and it just opens, sets the mood, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's a work in process. But as long as you keep the goal together and, and um, stay focused, you know, anything's possible. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So let, let's go back into history. Let's go back to you know, that, that college where you and I both met, I believe I was working part-time in their IT department and you were doing an intern or you were pretty much almost done with, with school. Yeah. So it was one of my, uh, capstones and I, I, I did, uh, make good friends with, um, uh, what's his name? He was the, uh, the network guy, um, man. I forgot the professor's name, but I made friends with him and um, he was also involved in like the It's a Club. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I dove into the It's a Club. I actually, one of the semesters, I became even president of the It's a Club, which is so crazy, nice. right? I, from going to a member to being the president of the It's a Club. Um, but uh, I, I forgot the question. Oh, so yeah, I forgot the question. <laughs> okay, no, no problem. So, um, tell me about like your your pretty much journey into from that standpoint of of the of the school because I was pretty much there as a part time. I think I just started, and then where I met you is basically they told me that you were an intern. So kind of give me your journey from that point onto the where you where yeah. we both started. I, I sidetracked. So, yeah, so I, I was doing intern as uh, one of my capstone courses. Uh, yeah. And because I, I was good friends with the professor, you know, he put me in touch with um, uh, the director of the IT department. And he was like, you know what? Like, yeah, we could definitely use, you know, extra set of hands. Um, and, you know, he put me to work. And that's where I met you. Um, you know, we had definitely a, a couple of projects going on there. And uh, that really helped me get like the fundamentals well not fundamentals sort but um more of the um the credentials right like having a a school to back me up and you know was i knowledgeable in it work yes um also to an extent right because uh with school i did do a little bit of programming um you know you dove into more of the networking side uh how to subnet and all of that stuff and packet tracing and you know all that good stuff um so it definitely helped me get my 
my career a better foundation in my career uh, and continue on my path and you know loving just IT and it's how. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. Uh, it gave me uh, the experience that employers also look for, um, and I feel from there I've just been you know going up. Honestly, you know. Yeah. Um. So from that starting point, I I think um experience is good for for anybody who I talk to. Um, I let them know experience is good. But nowadays, a lot of the Gen Z um, people that are getting into IT, they see a lot of the YouTube videos that say, I just saw one that said, um, from 150K to 500K in, um, you know, cybersecurity. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) that's a good jump in salary. Um, so if you looking at it from this point, knowing most companies, they're not going to give you that, that bump in salary. If you don't have that experience or if you, even if you're coming in, maybe, maybe hundred K tops, give or take, but again, you don't have that experience, there's no way that you're going to get that bump in the salary and and you don't even know the basics of subnetting, um, you know, how to program a router, switch, things right. like that come with experience. But I, I think it's just this generation when it comes to IT work, they get so caught up in the money aspect. Now, if we look at it from a, a um, tax code and 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 money and salary, from 150k to 500k, U.S. government is taking that money off the top, straight oh, absolutely. up. Absolutely, they're taking that money. And then, if you're single, then that's even more money coming off the top because they're taxing you at a different bracket. Right. So. You know, and then so you're getting all that money, that IT money, and you don't even know what to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. But again, the industry has changed. I do, I do like the fact that you could make a lot of money in the IT field, but I think with this young, younger generation, they're missing like the core values, you know, mm-hmm. proper dialogue you know proper customer service skills it's not so much like hey i need to know how to subnet it's about communicating with another person either being your teammate or the person that's you know working that shift with you kind of like what's your what's your thoughts on that um i definitely do agree with that um you know you you want to people nowadays want to just go to the top right but you don't yeah. know the groundwork and that's that's where uh you're made honestly you know um, and you can't fly or you can't run before you you walk all right uh that's the easiest way to try to explain it um and and those simple uh steps is what creates a a, a better fundament um 
of your knowledge in IT, right? You you have yeah. to be able to know how to speak to non-IT people, right? Because uh, sure, IT and uh, so many acronyms and uh, you know so many shortcuts. Uh, but if you can't communicate just in plain English to somebody that's not IT uh, inclined, um, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get frustrated, and they're gonna get frustrated that they're like, okay, well, what what does that mean? <laughs> Talk yeah. to me in English. Um, but yeah, it's crucial to have those those um, principles and those um, skills first before you you know you talk in 500k you know i mean is exactly it's a great i mean <laughs> absolutely is you know anybody wants that of course a good you know 500k salary is is pretty good but again with that with that number in a salary um you've got to be really good really you've got to be really good on all aspects of of your of your work personality you know human skills because like biggie says with more money comes more problems but um i do know a a senior senior cyber engineer i i don't pretty much ask him how much he makes but from our initial kind of conversation he he does have a, a like a good career he, he works for a good company um but as far as 500,000 a year um for a senior um definitely he's not seeing that to be honest um yeah. you're you're talking about your in the industry you're talking about your uh, a CISO um chief security officer and and from my knowledge if we go into the the Uber hack, um, the CISO was the original cause of that hack. So, but again, that's a different story. Um, I'll dive into that another time. Mm-hmm. But let's go into your uh, your government work versus uh, professional environment. What do you like the best, government work or the the private sector? I would say the private sector is a better uh, field. Um, a lot of the government stuff um, you get access to, it's very, very, very stringent, right? So a uh, simple installation of a update um, you can do, right? But if you need mm-hmm. to uh, do like a fresh install, you'll need prior approval. And it's it's basic stuff, right, uh, for, for anybody. but you need to go, you as an IT still need to go to the IT department to get approval for this. And sometimes they have to even web in to grant you access uh, for it, you know, and they'll have to do it. You can't do it. It's like, okay, well, I know how to do it. Like, stop limiting. If I'm IT, like, give me my my special powers and let me be. But they still want to, um, and, and, and in a sense, I get it, right? It's a lot of checks and balances. Um, making sure that not any one person has too much authority over computers. But exactly. For the simple stuff, like, you know, uh, come on, like, I, I can do it. Just give me, grant me access and, you know, we'll, we'll avoid having to circumvent and go through these channels and call this person and get access here. It's, it's a lot. Um, and in the private sector, you do have 
a little bit more freedom, right? You get those those privileges and those rights to access, um, you know, any kind of computer. And just with your credentials, you can do pretty much anything, right? Still within the limits of your position, but um, you're able to do a lot more um, in the private sector for sure. Nice, nice. Um, I, I've never really been in on the government side, but it's, I pretty much understand it. Like, um, you, it's bureaucracy, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. But again, that's the government. That's pretty much their role. <laughs> I, I would see something like that. You have to go just doing a simple install of reinstalling Windows that probably has to go through maybe five, ten people. Um, but even on the corporate side, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to get to that level of that constant chain going up through different people because some businesses now, they, you could just easily reinstall windows and, you know, there's no issues, but companies that I've been in where it's a lot of, uh, you know, enterprise top companies, okay. you definitely have to kind of, it's not so much that you have to go through different people, but there has to be a justification of, of what you're doing. You can't really mm -hmm. just um, install Windows and then call it a day. They'll, they'll ask you, okay, what's the reason? What are you testing? If you need outside access to a port, it's basically how long do you need that access and wow. what's the justification for it, which is understandable because, you know, we're, we're seeing, you know, hacks and data breaches pretty much on a constant basis now. Yeah. But um, I, I do think as I still transition into my career, I do feel like I want to kind of tap into that government side just a little bit so I could get a, a first hand of, of how it looks. Right. But I've heard every every agency is different, to be honest. But we'll yeah. we'll see how things uh how things go on. But let's talk about your I don't want to say so is it your current position right now? You're a correction officer? So, um, I just recently moved right to Florida yeah. and, um, it was one of the toughest decisions, um, to resign, uh, corrections. Cause I thought it was going to be my, my second career and, you know, I was going to be done, retire from there and be good. Um, and we got the opportunity to purchase a home, uh, here in Florida. Um, and I, I jumped on it, you know, um, and it, it did take a lot of me uh, to to resign. I was making real good money in New York, you know. Uh, yeah. But this this was a lot better uh, in every aspect, right? Uh, better living conditions, uh, better lifestyle, uh, more freedom, um, better environment for the family as well, you know. So, um, you know, uh, it's money you know important absolutely but uh, that peace of mind was more important to me and i needed that change you know so um we we made that change and honestly it's the best thing that we've done uh so we're all very happy here uh and 
you know, I do miss New York in, a, in some sense. I do miss the food, the culture. Uh, but like I said, here is very uh, family friendly. So there's so many nice. activities to do, so many parks, and the beaches are absolutely gorgeous. White sand, yep. clear blue water. Um, nice. You know, today, I mean, today we were in t-shirts and shorts, you know, so, uh, and it's the middle of November, you know, so it's, it's definitely really nice. So what, um, what was like kind of the deciding factor of, of why you wanted to walk away from, uh, um, department, department of corrections and, and New York in general? Um, so a couple of years back, we did try to purchase a home in New York and New York City market is outrageous, right? You Out, can't find yeah. anything. Out, outrageous is, is not the word, but <laughs> we'll we'll keep it at that. Yeah. I I was trying to be modest and look in the um, low four hundreds. Uh but anything in the low four hundreds we would have to be at least an hour away from New York City. Um you know, so one, that commute was going to be a killer, right? Because New York traffic is brutal. Um, yeah. And just that, you know, that commute itself. And it's like, okay, you know, well, I can stay with my mom during the days that I work. But is that is that a life? You know, uh, definitely not for me. Um, the wife would have been um, alone at the house with the kids. And, you know, uh, I mean, for as much as I'm involved, um, it would have been a lot on her, right? So yeah. it, it wasn't going to be a, a, a win situation. Um, when we were looking, you know, for houses, we did find one that that we liked. Uh, we went to put in an offer, but that fell through because, um, of course, you know, they want more money. Uh, so we're like, you know what? Like it's 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 not worth it, you know. So we put it in the back burner. And this when this opportunity came to buy a home. Um, we're like, you know what, um, you know, you want the change. I want the change. I think now is the chance, you know, cause if we don't jump on it now, who knows when the next opportunity is going to come up to do something like this. And, uh, exactly. the house that we bought, um, it's in the mid three hundreds and it's, I mean, I got two and a half acres, uh, three bedrooms, nice. two baths, uh, two car garage, which I'm turning into my photo studio. Uh, you know, so nice. I mean, it's uh, it's completely remodeled. You know, brand new appliances, uh, the vinyl floors. Uh, I mean, it's marble counters. Uh, it's it's packed. You know, it's good. Yeah, in every aspect. Exactly. So, uh, you know, we even got chickens now, <laughs> which is crazy. Nice, nice. We'll 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 get into the chickens, um, <laughs> but let's uh let's kind of dive deeper in what I'm calling the the work life balance because I, I believe that's what everybody is seeking right now. That and to be honest, it's it all started since the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are kind of looking for that ideal balance. Um it's just New York in itself is is not the same anymore. I know we could we could definitely speak on that because we've we've grown up here, but it's just not the same anymore. Um, real estate is crazy. Um, traffic it's crazier. Um, I believe the governor what she's trying to do is tax like 
the lower half of Manhattan because that's where all the traffic comes in. And she's trying to put an additional tax on people who would take Uber from lower Manhattan. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's it's just like like stuff like that is ultimately is going to be pushed back on onto the, the consumer themselves because, mm-hmm. I mean, I've taken Uber and I've looked at look, like those charges um, and they're not... It's not a lot to be honest, but if you look at it, it does add up. And then oh, with absolutely. that additional tax that's going to come down from, well, if she gets her, if she gets approval, that additional tax that's going to come down. So anybody that's taken an Uber from one point of Manhattan, the Upper West Side, let's say, let's say from Harlem into the lower parts of Manhattan. They're going to be taxed as soon as they enter that. There's going to be an additional charge, something like that, for the fact that they're going into that lower part of Manhattan. So, wow. yeah, so it's just, I, I definitely understand what you're, why you made that choice to move because uh, New York is getting, New York State in, in itself is just, um, it's not what. It's it's definitely changed, um, and I know for those who live in Jersey, I I don't see them as as saying you know Jersey is the ideal place to stay or ideal place to live. It's kind of like, yeah, Jersey is just like one step behind New York when it comes to the <laughs> the taxes and everything. But I I just believe that's what everybody's searching for right now is just that work life balance. Um, I know for me, I'm looking for something where it's pretty much, you know, half and half. I'll hopefully go into the office like maybe once a month, but regardless, mm-hmm. majority of the time is basically, um, I'm working from home because right. I, I kind of just like that feeling. I could get up, hit the gym, start my day early, not worrying about taking a train into uh you know Manhattan and dealing with all that shenanigans on the train. So I've mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen a lot of stuff since the the pandemic started and since it ended. And to be honest, New York is not getting better. And and no. that's that's pretty much just it. It's not getting better. So yeah. but um let's go into your life in the army reserves um tell me about your role as transportation managers transportation management supervisor the uh, the unit that i'm in uh primarily works with the uh, with the ports so all the uh the big vessels that you know you can see them carrying a whole bunch of containers um nice that's primarily what we deal with right so if you were to lay down this vessel or send it up, I mean, erect it, um, it would be as big as like the Empire State Building. That's how huge these things are, right? And, nice. Um, okay. So this last mission, I was in, in Texas and we moved all the armor um, overseas to all the tanks, all the, um, the like Chinooks, uh, Blackhawks, um, you know, they go on the vessel and they go overseas. 
um, that's what my unit does. Um, but because I, I know IT and I've been around it so much, um, I'm the designated IT person, right? So uh, setting up the computers, making sure that the internet is working, making sure that everybody has a proper connection. Um, if there's any issues like launching, you know, applications or whatever, I'm the one that troubleshoots them um, to the best that I can, right? Uh, with the limitation. Um, yep. I, I do the photography, so I'm in charge of making sure that, you know, on the Facebook page, we look good. Um, and, you know, just promoting that, hey, you know, we're here. Uh, actually, two years ago, no, three years, three years ago, right before the pandemic, uh, we had a mission out in Hawaii. And it's, I mean, two weeks, right? Paid vacation <laughs> nice. Hawaii, pretty much. <laughs> so, and, you know, the same thing, right? We work at the vessel. Um, during that time, there was um, uh, a delay in the vessel to arrive. Uh, so, you know, we worked, what was it? Three full days we worked. So when we work, we, we do 24-hour uh, operations, right? So split up into two shifts. and. Um, we worked three full days. Um, the vessel got delayed and it got pushed by like a whole week. So what did we do for two weeks? We just went to the beach and hang out, right? It was amazing in Hawaii. Um, hey, man, you can't beat that. No, definitely can't beat it. You know, plus we're getting paid, you know, plus, you know, still, you know, corrections. I was still in corrections. So I was still getting my paycheck from corrections. You know, it was fantastic. Great. Time. Nice. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it, it's definitely allowed me to travel a lot. Uh, I've been to so many States, uh, I've been to Germany, uh, when, when the, during the pandemic I was in Germany, which kind of sucked because, um, we didn't get to travel as much, you know, it's Germany, yep. you know, do the whole Euro trip type thing. But unfortunately, you know, everything got locked down. So, uh, we weren't really able to travel that much. Um, but I mean, it's been great. I've dedicated. 20 years to it um and it's it, it it comes with like everything else you know you some days you love it some days you hate it um but it's it's been good to me honestly uh, and i recently signed up for my uh, we call it indefinite contract yeah where you don't really have an end date uh your end date is um i think it's 62 when they like force you to uh, force you out um, that's my end date now, you know, so it's, okay. um, it's been that good that I'm like, you know what, I'm, I still feel pretty young, pretty able. So I'm going to continue to do it and see where it takes me. Nice. I mean, um, I wanted, I want to touch base, uh, just get into the, the state of the armed forces just for a little bit. Um, from what I've seen, there, there's been a quite quite a few changes within the armed forces. I think some change is for for the best. Like one change that I like that I've heard of is they're now relaxed with the the hair policy, which is which is somewhat decent because corporate is is pretty much doing the same thing, and. To be honest, you shouldn't really discriminate anybody or force anybody to kind of change their their hair or what what it is. Um, I I was listening to your podcast for a little bit, and 
you touch based on the fact that you can now have tattoos on your hand and which is which is i i thought yeah i i thought like why why is that such of such a, a thing to kind of you know be restricted of because if we look at the navy and we look at the marines those guys are known for the tattoos right. it's kind of like you know the the trademark but i wanted to also talk about um the physical requirements because i think now it's changed it's mm -hmm. not so much it's not so really uh um the the word i'm looking for it's the bar has has dropped that in in my opinion um what what's your thoughts on that so our new um it's called the army physical training or army oh man i think what uh, pte standard or acft so it, it, it okay. went more combat um related right so yeah before it used to just be push-ups sit-ups and a two-mile run so they wanted to make it more functional um and more combat related so they they shift over to so now um the acft consists of uh deadlifts um you have to throw a 10 pound ball over your head to simulate you helping out a buddy jump over you know like a ledge or something um the push-ups um the number has changed but um they are a little bit harder right so you start in the regular push-up position you go all the way down and then your arms your hands leave and they you make a t and then you come okay. back and then you do the the, uh, the push-up and that counts as one repetition um, okay if they are a little bit harder um you know just because of the nature you know trying to like let go of uh there's no um resistance anymore in your arms right your, your arms are completely loose you extend them out and that motion really tires you out a lot more uh, they have um, a sprint drag carry, so it's um, what is it? Is twenty yards, I think. Uh, uh -huh. Twenty-five yards, twenty-five meters, actually. You do a sprint. You start from the prone. You do a sprint. Uh, you come back. Then you um, uh, pull a sled of ninety pounds. Uh, you know, and then you go there. You come back. Then you uh, you do um, a side hop all the way over and you come back and then you pick up 40 pound dumbbells uh or kettlebells i mean uh you go over you come back and then the last one is the sprint again right so all of that you have to do in under two and a two and a half minutes and yep. it sounds almost impossible right um but it's it's doable you do have to be in shape it's it's a different it's a it's a more dynamic uh in shape that you have to be as opposed to just doing the push-ups sit-ups and two-mile run um it requires more of you uh and then you still have to do your two-mile run after all of that is done right uh, okay so it's, it's more physically demanding on all the soldiers and for a while they were still trying to tweak it where they wanted to do like um depending on how your job uh if you were combat related then your standards would be a little higher 
Uh, if you would just be in the office, then your standards would be a little lower. Uh, but a lot of a lot of people gave pushback, right? Uh, why should you, that in a combat position, have to be required to do more when the people at the office are not required to do as much? So what Understood. they did was they just you know dropped the bar and put it at a happy medium. And yeah. now everybody needs to pass that, and you know regardless of your uh, your job. Um, so in a way, I think this new test is better just because it's a more dynamic uh, field for it. Um, and like I said, it, it definitely demands for you to take the initiative and like really put in work uh, to be able to uh, not only pass it, but get a really good score so you could get a little more incentive and you know uh, just better praise. Um, now what they're doing is, is uh, another issue that we were having some some guys you know they like throw themselves into the gym they're pretty pretty big you know pretty solid um but they don't meet the height and weight requirements right uh but they it would just be because they just have too much muscle right uh, yeah so by this the regulations uh, they would be overweight so now if you um get a 90 on all of the events a 90% on your score on all of the events you don't have to get um height and weight i mean you still do but if you you're considered overweight uh it'll be kind of um so over because you scored a 90% on all the events uh which yep. makes you like elite you know yeah uh, yeah so it, it's another incentive to uh, really train and really be physically fit uh to be able to complete all the uh the events with a 90 percent or more so yeah i mean overall i think uh, it, it was a good improvement uh the army did spend so much money on, on getting all this equipment because you know the deadlifts the weights the bars uh the balls the kettle bells um it's it's a lot and not every unit has their own equipment so um but still you know i mean there's thousands of units out there you know with the regular army army reserves um there's just so many units that you're not going to be able to give equipment for every single unit so um but still you know they did spend a great amount of money in getting all of that um and as far as the tattoo policy, they want to make it professional, right? So yeah. um, no neck tattoos, no hand tattoos, definitely no face tattoos. Uh, and when they changed, uh, they revised uh, the policy. They were like, you know what? Okay, you know, we understand the times are changing. And they wanted to uh, appease more of that, that culture, right? So you are yeah. able to get um, hand tattoos. But if you get uh, finger tattoos, you could only get one finger tattoo per hand. Okay. Um, you could do the inside of your fingers, uh, but as long as when you render salute, it's not visible. So you could get it. Uh, I tried to get one here, but it, it yeah. faded out real quick. Um, okay. You know, so as long <laughs> as it's not visible when you salute, um, you're good to go. Um, the neck tattoos still apply. You can't get neck tattoos, but you could get something behind your ear, uh, as long as it's, you know, pretty small, uh, still no face tattoos, right? Um, but, um, 
yeah, they 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 definitely became a little more lenient with with that aspect because um, they understand the changes, you know. So, I mean, culture itself, you know, everybody has tattoos now, and it's not exactly or it's not like it's just for criminals or for the navy guys you know <laughs> yeah but um yeah i mean I, some changes are definitely for the better um you know others i might not agree 100 percent on but it you know gotta take the good with the bad right if yeah one um i want i want to kind of just expand on jump a little bit more into the the weights and um talk about the tattoos like i, I think face tattoos in general it's is in my opinion it's just not a good look regardless of of any sector um right. i've i've seen I, to be honest i i don't know why people do this i've seen people tattoo their foreheads um they have this big tattoo on their cheeks and i'm like at the end of this at the end of the day you still got to make money some way somehow um i know in in this economy there's multiple ways of making money now but still right. if if i see you know a, a captain or a colonel with a face tattoo or his forehead tatted <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna be like, really, what the fuck is going on in this world now? Right. Like, <laughs> again, you you cannot you cannot discriminate. I get it, but I think in just certain aspects, um, facial tattoos are just not really a good look going across the board. Yeah. Um, and even in IT, I've I've worked with people that are heavily tattooed, um, but yet their face is not tattooed. Because again, you got to go for an interview, and if you know, higher manager sees half your face tattooed, uh, they're pretty much just gonna say no. Um, you're not gonna get hired, (laughs) but you know, it's just the fact that again, once you're retired and you know, you got some monies uh, squirreled away, you got you're living on your own, own means type of thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. You you could get a tattoo, but again, not everybody could you know be a Mike Tyson, or <laughs> you know you, you've gotta you've gotta have that aspect where you present yourself in a in a you know semi traditional matter. Um. But yeah, uh, I think face tattoos in general are just not something anybody should do regardless of the industry they're in um yeah i'm i'm cool with you know having your whole whole body tattooed you got your sleeves whatever but it's just something about that face when you come across somebody that has their face tattooed i don't know for for some reason it's just not stuff like that doesn't click with me um so it's funny you you mentioned that um so in the position that I'm at now, I'm a operations manager, right, for uh, audio video company. And yeah, I mean, I, my both my sleeves are done, uh, as you can see here a little bit. You know, my my chest is done, and I do have, you know, a couple of finger tattoos. Um, but you know, it is a corporate setting. Uh, you know, I do come in with a, a button up 
um, you know, slacks, uh, shoes. I'm very self-conscious about it. I don't, we are allowed to wear short sleeves. Uh, and one of the, one of my managers, um, he has a, a one sleeve done. Um, and, you know, sometimes uh, he does come in in, in a polo and you can see his tattoo, obviously. Uh, but I'm still not at that point where I'm comfortable enough showing my sleeve. So I keep it professional yeah. and I still come, you know, full sleeved up. Um, and, you know, the only thing that they've seen is just my finger tattoos. But as you know, uh, that's if you're looking at my hands, if you're not looking at my hands, you're not going to see them. Um, yeah. Because of the same thing, right? Like, I just don't want just that, like, negative connotation of tattoos, maybe, in a sense. Um, I, I just want to keep it professional and uh, have that level of respect in both parties, right? Me yeah. get that respect and me give that respect back. Um, so I definitely do maintain my full sleeves, even if it's hot that day. <laughs> I still, <laughs> you know, keep my sleeve. Um, I mean, it, it, it all depends on, to be honest, the, the corporate environment that you're in. Um, but again, it's just nowadays everybody has tattoos. Even I, I, I know some executives that, that have, uh, full sleeves. Um, but again, it depends on the nature of the job and mm -hmm. the, the corporate environment that you're in. So it's, it's, I think when it comes to the armed forces, the mindset is that, yeah, I see that they're changing. Um, every, every sector, every aspect of the world has to kind of change with the times. Um, but you still got to understand that you have to kind of present yourself in that that manner of of whatever industry you're in you know right. i've like i would see i would i wouldn't be upset if i if i've seen if i see a captain with a with a full sleeve or a colonel with a full sleeve it's it's the times but i would look at it different if you know half his face is tattooed or all of his face is tattooed i don't I don't think Uncle Sam in itself would like stuff like that, you know. Right. But you, I, I look at it like you have to kind of adjust the standard to suit the times, which is fine. Every everybody has to do that. Um, but it also comes down to the environment that you're in. Um, so, like I've I've seen celebrities that have that just basically tattooed their face, and I'm like. Uh, that's not really a good look. Like you can't really reside rely on the fact that you're always gonna be a celebrity. Because I've seen celebrities go to stardom and then to brokem, you know, flipping burgers. But right. and then they they still have that tattoo on their face. But I mean, again we could look at that as just a whole different, you know, topic for a podcast or something tattoos in itself. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But, um, so let's talk about, uh, the podcast, man. Um, I'm a fan. I've subscribed. <laughs> Thank um, you. I want to say, I, I think I saw 
where was this? I don't know if it's Instagram or maybe YouTube, where your opening clip, where I think it's all three of you guys, and something happened. I think you spilled something, and one of the guys said, <laughs> one of the guys said, um, that's I don't the know. Show. That's the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I to be honest, I think that's a great intro, video intro to like every every podcast or something, every series. But that was just like the timing was excellent, you know, and he was just yeah. like, that's the show. So um <laughs> first of all, let's tell us the name of the podcast and how it came about. So the name of the podcast is The Reserve Four. Um and it's it's based on uh, our love for the military, um, coffee, and our whiskey, you know? So Nice. Um, the, it, the idea started in one of our favorite bars uh, out in uh, Texas. That's where we were all at. And, you know, it was a recurring thing where we would, you know, go every Friday, have dinner, have a couple of drinks, and just, you know, chit-chat and, you know, shoot the shit you know, amongst ourselves, right? Uh, but our topics are so wide and, you know, it was a, a variety of topics. And, you know, it would just uh, each person brings their own take on things, right? So we would argue yeah. on some stuff. We would disagree on another. And, but our topics were pretty, pretty broad, you know, pretty engaging. And sometimes we would even, we got really cool with the waitress, right? And she would always take care of us. So we would even ask her questions like, oh, you know, what do you think about this? Or how do you feel about that? And that's where the idea started, right? It was like, yo, you know what we should do? We should probably put it on a podcast, right? And get more people involved because yeah, uh, whatever topic it was at the moment, you know, and it's over drinks. So the next day, do you remember what you were talking about? Probably not, right? <laughs> so it's like, you know what? We need to make it official, though. You know, we should definitely put it in the work and and put it, you know, make it make it to fruition. And um, it continued on for a couple months, honestly. And every time we would go, it's like, dude, why are we not doing this? And, you know, one day I was like, you know what? screw you guys i'm ordering my stuff so i ordered nice. the mic i ordered the recording uh uh console you know i i put in everything to to you know started the the motion and so uh once i got my stuff the guys were like wait i i didn't i didn't know we were ordering stuff and i was like dude every time <laughs> we meet like we talk about it and we're not doing anything so i'm you know exactly. I'm pushing i'm making you guys do it like pull out your phone purchase this mic we're doing this and um you know we started to record and uh that clip actually was the very first time that we recorded uh we were nice. away on a on a mission um and you know we were at a hotel and we're like okay you know we're gonna do it this week um let's set up uh everybody came over we had um the iconic uh old-fashioned right that uh, my buddy lost and prepares and right as I click record and I go to sit down, the whole picture frame behind me falls and it shatters yeah. everywhere. And it's yeah. like, man, that's when he said, uh, that's the show. That's <laughs> the like, show. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did continue to record that day, but uh, we might have been a little too drunk 
that we made sense <laughs> of anything. Uh, so that 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 clip is the only thing that was viewable and uh, manageable. So we just kept yeah. at that. We're like, we'll take out this part and we'll use this, but I don't think the rest is gonna be good. <laughs> nice. No, it's just when I saw that, I was just like, that's that's iconic right there. Um, so I knew when I when I got you on, I had to tell you like that that intro if you could if you call it an intro however you want to call it it was just like that that moment is just like wow it's just yeah. it's just something that that stands out so oh absolutely i mean it's just i i feel right now is everybody everybody should have have a pod something you know, we all have something to talk about. We've all got friends that we want to, you know, introduce the world to, let them know about. Um, because I called it, I, I definitely called it early last year. I remember telling somebody, like, podcasts will replace radio. And, mm-hmm. you know, podcasts are still, I think it's still trying to gain traction. Um a lot of good podcasters out there, but I think it's just the fact that a lot of celebrities, when they come into a certain space that they don't understand, really understand about, their celebrity hood just comes over into that industry and just kind of blows it out of proportion. Right. Um, but I, I do feel like if you're somebody, you've got stories you should definitely be thinking about a podcast. It's it's so verily so so extremely cheap to start one. Um, equipments are everywhere. It, it's just when you look at an industry that's still growing, but there's not enough kind of uh, trailblazers within the industry. That that whole kind of celebrity aspect just kind of takes over. Like I look at it the same thing with what's going on on YouTube. I'm I'm not against any celebrity coming on to the YouTube platform. I'm just looking at it like this, like what are you bringing to the platform besides being a celebrity? You know what I mean? Like if it's your story, that's fine, but bring the story, don't bring the fact that you're a celebrity on a platform. And then that overshadows the other creators, right. you know. Um, but yeah, it was just like I, I I looked at it when I looked at podcasting from my side. I said, okay, I'm a black man who's been in the IT industry for years. I've I've known people. I've worked with some good people. I don't want to make the podcast about IT. But I want to definitely jump into different aspects of it. You know, I want to, you know, interview people that I've that I've worked with, that I've known being in the IT field. Uh, my last episode, I introduced um, I in- interviewed an actress who worked who worked with me at a past company um, that she was basically in that same, you know, IT room with me. So, um, again, people that I've interacted with with in life, um, you know, interview them and, and have a podcast episode about them. So 
but I, I think podcasting is we're we're still in the baby stages. I know right now we have there's some big pos- podcast names out there. The ones I really look at is, you know, the Joe Button podcast. I think mm-hmm. that's an excellent podcast. Um Joe Rogan, I like Joe Rogan. And right now, um definitely I do have some ones that I'm kind of just keeping an eye on to see mm-hmm. where they go. But I think right now it's just podcasting is just everybody should have one in in my opinion. So what's your thoughts on that? Absolutely. So um we, you know, we did we did uh build this uh the reserve poor podcast uh it's it's been great um you know i wanted to do it also to help me improve in my in my speech um everybody says you know like oh you're from new york what's your new york accent and i i think a new york accent would be more like a hood accent right like that's how i consider uh the new york accent right like um, I mean, I still have the attitude, the New York attitude, right? I still don't don't care for most of the things, um, but just to improve that that interpersonal skills, um, my speech, my vocabulary, uh, yep. the the ums, right? I want to get rid of those, and this is the the best platform to to do it. Honestly, um, it gets you into that setting. And it exposes you to, you know, like like in this situation, right? It's, it's kind of an interview setting, uh, just like a, you know, conversation. But it engages your creativity, your your speech, um, your stories, just like you were saying, right? Everybody exactly. has their stories, and uh, um, everybody's story is important. And just like you know, to to piggyback off what you say. Everybody should have a podcast, right? Um, everybody has similar interests, but it's not the same story for every single person, right? Uh, exactly. The way that you see things, the way that you perceive things, um, the way that you just go about your day is not, it's not, it's not the same for the next person. Um, I do have one in the works. It's going to be a solo podcast. I will have guests, um, but it's still in the baby stages where I'm trying to gather my ideas. I'm trying to gather 10 episode ideas before I launch. Nice. So I can know where it's going, who I'm going to have, who I'm going to interview, or, you know, the topics that I'm going to be talking about. Um, And just like you, right? Yeah, I am in the reserves. I did a little bit of law enforcement. Um, but where, where do I want this to go? What, what story do I want to, to share? Um, and I'm leaning more towards the dad side. Okay. But in part, like, um, my creative, my creative side too. Right. And just like you were saying, the, that work life balance, uh, yep. but in this situation, it would be my creative balance and that balance. Right. Cause, uh, um, I'm very involved with my kids, right? I go to their baseball games. I take them to, you know, I participate in school events that they may have, um, that they're doing something. And, uh, you know, I, I do show up and, um, you know, I, the best thing that I like to do is, you know, when they fall asleep watching TV at night, uh, I like to take them to the room, you know, tuck them in, 
Um, it's just one of those things um, that I find so much joy in doing every day, right? Uh, yeah. When I am here, right? Because when I'm gone, then it, it's a little hard uh, for me to do that, right? From either another state or overseas or wherever I'm at. Yeah. So I do want to, um, I do also encourage everybody to have a podcast. And just like you were saying, it's not, it's not expensive, right? No, all you really exactly. need is just a good microphone and an interface to use your phone. And I mean, that's pretty much it. That all you that's need, it, man. You know, um, I mean, you could go fancy, right? And have a camera and lights and all of this stuff. But I mean, is it necessary? Not really. No, no. I mean, another another reason why I just chose to kind of like do the the podcast in YouTube in um, somebody somebody famous actually said this once. Um, I think it's it's Patrick B- B- David. Um, he said it once like he wants something to leave behind for his kids mm. and. Uh, there, there's something else he said along the ways too, because I think he said he want one day when he's like, you know, almost there, the pardon from this world, he right. wants his kids to go to his YouTube channel and say, Hey, that's what my, le- my dad left behind for me. Or, you know, that's okay. what he left behind for us. So again, nothing is always guaranteed, but if you look at it as, I want to leave something extra behind, you know, so one day where I do have kids, they could just go on to the YouTube channel and they'll say, hey, tell me more about that episode. Who's that guy type of thing? Right. You know, you you, yeah. you want to look at it. Yeah. You know, you want to look at it as you're not just leaving, you know, something money behind, something of value. You want to leave that that extra on top of it. Right. So, you know, there's I I do the podcasting and the YouTube not for the the whole fame, but for the whole you know legacy I want to leave leave behind. If if that makes sense, Absolutely. but yeah, definitely it's just and and podcasting can help you with you know uh, the proper dialogue and how to have you know good one on one conversations. Right. Because a lot of a lot of things I've I've seen or a lot of things I've witnessed is it just takes a good conversation to kind of just get your foot in the door type of thing. Oh, absolutely. you know, so it's not so much the money it's just just good conversation, to be honest. Um, but it's, it's just it's just I, I see so many people with just some good stories and I'm like, hey, why don't you just start a pod or. Hey, why don't you just take that time to kind of take that initial first step into creating something different, mm-hmm. you know? But it it doesn't, to be honest, it doesn't even take a lot. And I'm going to, like, after the show, once we're done recording, I'm going to kind of share what my next steps for, for the pod should be, in, in okay. my opinion. Um, but as far as when it comes to me, but... Um, I want to, I definitely want to take this somewhere big. Um, I don't know where it's going to go, but as long as I kind of maintain that course, you know, find somebody new to interview that's, if you're on LinkedIn, you could definitely find people. It, 
that's oh, that's that's the place where you could definitely find people. So you know, a lot of people have been saying uh, LinkedIn is the new or the next big thing, right? Um, yeah, and that's that's where I'm that's where I'm headed. <laughs> of, been, course, uh, of course, of course. I I you know revisit my LinkedIn and uh, fixed that up. Uh, I still have a couple more things to add, but um, yeah, I just um, just like you know, just like you're saying, honestly, um, I I do want to take this bigger, right? Um, bigger than than me, and not not for the fame either, but um, definitely to improve me and improve my uh, just have my goals, honestly. <clears throat> yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's also fun, honestly, to, to just have this whole setup, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely. That that's one of the thing. It's it's fun. Like you you're bringing you're bringing people that you know, and you're just having like you know some genuine good deep conversations, and th that's fun to me. So, um, but let's um, so with reserve is poor. How do you um? One of the things I come across is just like managing that time, man. How do you manage that time with you being a father, husband, podcaster, content creator, um, reserve army reservist? <laughs> like, like, how do you manage that time? To be honest, man. Oh man, I I wish the days were longer than twenty four hours. Honestly, exactly. <laughs> One day is not enough. Um, uh, just. Thursday, I had I had off from work, right? Uh, but I stayed home. I redid my desk. Um, I still reset up my camera, the lights, uh, the microphone, and all of that. And you know, my day my day just went. You know, like uh, I got up this usual time that I get up to go to work. Uh, but you know, just doing small things here and there. My day my day was gone. You know, the kids came from school. And now it's, you know, it's their time. So now, you know, make sure that they do their homework, uh, feed them, uh, you know, hang out with them. Uh, my son, uh, he's in, in T-ball. So he likes to go outside and to the yard and, you know, play some catch just so he can improve his skills. Yeah. Which I love, right? And I encourage yep. that because uh, he's improving on his passion right now, right? Uh, he absolutely loves T-ball. So just to encourage him even more, it's like, yeah, buddy, you know, let, let's go outside. Yeah, I'll throw the ball with you, you know. Um, it's it's tough to, to have that balance. And I feel like um, at times I'm involved in too many things. It's just, I mean, just the list that you mentioned, right? That yeah. podcaster, photographer, and, you know, the reserves, yep. uh, all of this stuff and plus work and, you know, the misses as well. It It is, it is a lot and it could be, overwhelming in some instances but um you just have to make that time you know when when i'm home um work is not on my radar right now i might yeah. get an email here and there but uh it can wait till tomorrow when i'm in the office and i'll take care of it right um especially the yep. position that i'm in right now things that do not have to be done right this instant um, I get emails from the army as well, right? So if it's one of my soldiers asking a question, um, I do address that right away, right? And I got to take care of the troops first, right? So, yep. you know, I'll, I'll respond real quick to that. Um, 
and that's real real quick you know it's a text message it's a even if it is an email just a real quick reply uh, put it right back down and then you know continue on to where i was doing um you know whatever it was um but it's um you do have to time manage right um if yep. you build the schedule i it you have to stick to that schedule right Okay, you're yep. still gonna get up at six a.m. Whenever you know that's your usual wake up time. Your day off should be no different, right? So you still wake up at that time. Uh, you know, if you're gonna work out, you do your workout. Attend to the kids. Once the kids leave for school, then it's a little bit of my time, right? So okay, so what yep. project do I have today that I need to tackle that I've been putting off or whatever? Um, but you do have to have a schedule and just try to be self-disciplined into just keeping to that task and and i mean it's i've used it so many times right but your schedule exactly in the schedule to to be able to um manage everything accordingly you know everybody deserves their own dedicated time um just like i need my my own dedicated time too right so sometimes in the weekends it's like you know what um, next weekend, you know, whatever, whatever date it is, uh, I'm going to take the bike and I'm going to go out with the guys and, uh, you know, it's probably going to be half the day. So, you know, I'll make no plans with the family for, for that weekend. This way I can have my time and, you know, they can have their time, you know, away from me as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, um, let's talk about, cause I was listening to one of the episodes. I don't remember which one. And um, <laughs> one of your guys was just like, um, so I see you're buying an arsenal. What's, what's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I see. Because the one thing I, I think, even though we look at it as, a, as, a, as something, um, something bad, because recently I, I took a training, um, an active shooter training mm. from, a, from a corporate aspect. And the instructor basically said, like, um, if you hear somebody talking about, you know, the latest gun or, you know, he just bought this gun or, or that gun, that, that's kind of a red flag. I, I push back and basically say, you can't really say that's a red flag because we live in a we live in a country where uh shooting is a hobby right. um shooting is a pastime so let's transition into i believe this is a new hobby for you right like what started yeah. it or, so, or was I mean, it something you always wanted to do oh absolutely uh it's definitely something i've always wanted to do uh you know being in the military you get exposed you know from boot camp you get exposed to m16 right uh, yeah, you given the fundamentals and you're expected every year to go and qualify with your firearm. So, um, from the very first time that I shot that gun, I was like, man, this is fun. Right. And, yeah. um, I, I was surprisingly really good at it. Right. Never, ever have, um, touched a weapon before. Um, you know, and then now I'm what, 18, 19 years old and you give me a rifle and you're telling me shoot that 300 meter target. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, and I get it. It's like, man, like 
that's nice. Yeah. Um, then when I joined corrections, you know, I mean, you know, it's law enforcement. So I, uh, once I got the opportunity, I put in for my off duty, um, pistol. Um, and that was my first time carrying a weapon off duty. Right. Um, yeah. Besides, you know, being in country, being in Iraq, you carry your M16 everywhere. But um, that was the first time as a civilian or, you know, in a law enforcement capability to carry a firearm, you know, in my person in New York City, right? Out of all places in New York City. Um, so it, it was a little bit of a learning curve. Um, you know, at first I was very nervous on carrying one in the chamber. Yep. Um, just, you know, it was just a nervous thing, right? But the more you get used to it, the more you do it, it's like, oh, second nature. I mean, you know it's fully loaded at all times, but just you personally, you have that in the back of your head at the beginning, right? And it's it's just a stepping stone that um, everybody that tries to carry or begins to carry uh, conceal, you know, experiences it. Um, not yeah. the only one, and it's, um, you know, it's it's normal to feel that way. But now that I moved to Florida, I mean, Florida, you know, it's it's big on, on Second Amendment and everybody. Stand your, stand your ground and yeah, yeah definitely. Everything. You know, so uh, once I got here, um, I had just finished my mission. So I came back with, you know, some cash to spare. And, you know, I bought a rifle. I bought, a, what, four handguns I have now. Uh, you know, nice. Um, okay. So, you know, we go to the shooting range very often, um, and it's, uh, I carry everywhere I go, I carry, and, and you know, when the, the friends that I've made here, everybody knows that, that I carry, right? Um, her, my wife's family knows that I carry, uh, everywhere. It doesn't matter where we're going. It could be to eat, it could be to the circus, it could be to the fairs. I'm carrying everywhere, you know, I have my carry concealed permit um and i just you know being in the military law enforcement and just seeing all these crazy things happening in the world um i want to be prepared so i do train i do educate myself um you know and i'm prepared to in in the event that you know god forbid i'm put in that position i i think that i'll be trained enough to react to it in the proper manner right so yeah and i'm exercising my my rights you know to carry um and i encourage anybody that's of a sane you know mental and you know good person uh yeah. if they're able to get their uh, carry concealed to pursue it you know but definitely educate uh yourself uh, and safety is paramount you know because i do have kids uh, we have our own trainings here in the home, right? Where we nice. go over basic weapon uh, fundamentals. Um, you know, the kids know not to touch them. Um, you know, and I've I've done uh, scenarios where I I leave my gun, you know, in the counter. I put dummy rounds, but it's just to see how they're gonna react to it, right? Um, exactly. And me and the wife know that it's it's a training scenario. It's not just me being negligent and leaving my gun anywhere. It's just to see how the kids react to it. But uh, because I've exposed them so much to it, uh, they're not curious about it. I've taken my little guy to shoot 
because uh, you know he's he is a boy and he loves uh, his nerve guns and you know now that he has a whole bunch of guns so he's you know he he was curious until um i did buy him his first rifle um so he did shoot uh, his first rifle when he was five um, nice. and he loves it as well you know as much as i do and he's the one to tell me hey dad when are we gonna go to the shooting range again uh you know but again uh safety is paramount and we hone on those fundamentals so we prevent any um you know atrocities or mishaps or accidents to discharge you know we don't um i take safety very very serious and um that's one of the first things that i drilled in him you know and and to this day like you know he never puts his finger on the trigger um unless we're at a range and you know we're gonna get ready to to shoot the target um so but yeah i mean i'm i'm definitely pro-gun for sure of course i mean i i feel like every every family or every individual should know how to defend themselves to a certain extent um because uh, to be honest where we come from we know that anything could happen at a drop of a drop of a drop of a hat um and regardless of of what you know people are saying you know defund the police whatever i i personally don't believe in that concept right. um but we know that um officers now are kind of like hey i don't want to get fired for doing my job you know at cuz they could you could easily get fired for for doing something or if somebody sees something and complain about it mm-hmm. but it does going back go back to I, I feel like everybody should be able to defend themselves in in you know some aspect. Um, shooting is a good thing. I I think I'm probably gonna get into shooting not just not just because of the aspect of oh I could carry or, or whatever. No, it it looks fun. I wanna I wanna get into it. And just having that general knowledge about um, gun safety and, and things like that, it's it's definitely a good thing to get into. So yeah, I wanna. I, I believe I'm gonna. I gotta see when I when I have some time. I wanna definitely go out to the range and you know start getting that that safety on, getting my John Wick on, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But no, living in in Florida and in just in any densely populated city now, safety has to be at at the top of everybody's um, you know itinerary. Um, I did. Uh, I also did um, OSHA training recently, and the person who um, taught the training, he was one of the first responders on nine eleven. And basically his mindset is regardless of where you go, always know where the exits are and not just the exit that you came in, not the exit entrance you came into, um, walk in, when you walk into a place, identify, uh, the second exit, identify the third exit, you know, and just make sure that wherever you go the aspect is to to get back home 
every day. So yeah, stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. does resonate heavy. Um, seeing that the the world that we live in is is basically changing, um, not for the best, right. but safety is is important. Yeah, um, I, I always say, um, you know, sure, you know, there's police officers, but you are your first responder, right? And exactly. just like you're saying, you know, you, you want to be prepared for those situations. And um, that's not the first line of defense, especially down here. Um, OC spray is, you know, you can carry um, the same as uh, with like brass knuckles or, or firearm if you choose to. Um, so I did purchase a handgun for my wife, uh, but I also purchased a OC spray for her. Um, and you know, every day that she leaves the house, so she works from home, luckily, you know, so she doesn't have to commute to work, but, um, you know, whenever she does, you know, even if it's to run a quick errand or go to the grocery store or whatever, um, you know, I always make sure that she has either or, or both, um, in base case scenario, both, you know, this way in, if she gets into a situation, uh, she doesn't necessarily have to pull her firearm, but, um, you know, pull out the OC spray, create that distance and um you know get herself out of that situation um you know the same thing with the kids you know I, the, yeah and uh when we do go places it's like okay if something was to happen here what do we do you know uh, uh i i've been working on a on a uh, home drill to where the kids would know you know like okay if something happens i mean we do have an alarm system right so that's my first line of defense uh, but in if all of that fails and somebody breaks in, uh, they're going to meet my 10 millimeter that's sitting by my bedside, you know, and it's not going to be pretty. Um, exactly. You know, so we do have, um, well, like I said, I've, I've been trying to work on a, on a home plan, uh, or in the event that, uh, you know, we are outside, uh, my kid, both my kids have Apple watches. And I've yep. told them, you know, if, uh, in the event that we get separated and we get, um, you know, you don't see me anymore. Uh, one, you can find an adult. Uh, two, you can call me on your on your watch, and you look for your the first building where you can say, okay, I am in front of building fifty three, right? So I'll look for building fifty three. I'll come to you, but you know, you find the place where. Uh, you can tell me exactly where you're at and I'll find you. Plus, you know, it's Apple Watch, so they have their location. But, you know, we do have plan um, and contingencies and stuff in place where, uh, you know, we, we do go through those scenarios because you know, anything can happen. You know, they don't go far away from us, uh, but just to have them prepared in worst case scenario, right? So Exactly. It's very important. Definitely, definitely. Um, so I, I definitely want to say um, we're going to, we got to do like maybe a part two or, you know, we'll schedule for you to come back on the podcast and, you know, we'll follow up. But um, definitely this was, this was fun. Um, so where, where can they find you? So right now, um, just like I mentioned earlier, I am trying to build up a, a new personal brand. Um, so right now you can find me at JesusMartinez.com. 
and that's spelled H-E-Y-Z-U-S, uh, Martinez. Uh, you could follow us, the uh, the Reserve Corps podcast. Um, it's all on, you know, all the major platforms. Um, and uh, my Instagram is also Jesus Martinez. So, if, you know, if you have any questions, comments, um, definitely, you know, shoot me an email, uh, DM, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I'm also, I'm going to add like all your information in the, sh- in the show notes so they could definitely easily find you. Um, but Jesus, this was, this was definitely a good episode, man. We, we got to come back and do another one. Um, you know, we'll, we'll carve out some time, maybe sometime next year and we'll, we'll do a, another episode and talk about something good. But, um, I really appreciate uh, you having me on. Honestly, it's been great. Yeah. Not a problem, man. It's been great having you definitely, um, long time coming. And we'll we'll definitely do this again. Yes, sir. All right. So I'm gonna.